0: And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Hallelujah. Yeah, you
1: know, I, I want to ask you to please support the ministers, amen? Let's support one another. I was speaking with a businessman yesterday and he said to me, he's not a christian and he said to me the problem with the world is there is too much competition and very few collaboration amen, amen. very few collaborations so i want us to make them feel welcome
2: praise the lord Glory to god hallelujah good morning saints good morning uh, i'm so excited this morning i won't be before you long this morning as our apostle said we only have 10 to 15 minutes and <laughs> When you're in the presence of God and you are getting wisdom from the Word of God, I'm telling you, it's difficult to to minimize it to a, a level of 10 to 15 minutes. But I'll try my best, nonetheless. Amen. I have to give honor and appreciation to my apostles, Apostle Emmanuel and Cheryl Williams, and thank you for the opportunity this morning to be before your sheep and. Uh, all the ministers all the elders all the bishops in their respective places all my fellow ministers that imitate the god ministry good morning to you all and those also who are watching this morning let's pray father god i thank you for the vessels that you use this morning god as your mouthpiece to deliver your word god we thank you god that our ears are open and our hearts are ready to receive god with an obedience to follow and do what thus says the lord god we give you praise and honor in Jesus' mighty name amen Amen. Glory to God. I'm so excited, y'all, because not only that is what's gonna happen this afternoon, but just for what's happening right now. Yes. Right now, it was an awesome time in praise and worship. And I'm telling you, you God have a way of flowing in the spirit and knitting everything together. Alright? So be in tune to the Holy Spirit, alright? Now, Galatians chapter one, I'm going to do the salutation. And many persons are not familiar with what a salutation is. Those older folks may know from our days of letter writing. I'm not sure if that's taught in schools anymore, but I grew up in an era where there was letter writing, and this is a salutation verses one through five. So Paul, on his first missionary trip, the the Church of Galatia, all these churches that he found in this area, was founded during his first. Our ministry um, that he, he went on, right? So he has come aware of some information that has now pervaded the church and he has to address a few things. So he's going to let us know that he knows who he is. And in this salutation that Paul is giving, it is... A profound salutation he does this in all of his letters to the church you can find this in the the letter that he wrote to the philippis the philippians the colossians you can also find it to the church of corinth as well he always has a salutation now salutation has a way of grabbing your attention amen, amen. but oftentimes now we text and we say hi what's up right and I'm, I'm so sorry i forget to to give honor and due to my fiancee my wife-to-be all right, all right, all right. because when she say hello future husband it does something in me that's saying baby we need to go and see pastor right now let's do something right here and later on we'll 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 bring everybody else in and amen But well, it has a way of bringing your attention to some pertinent information but this letter to the church of corinth It's very profound because Paul has something that he's decisively making sure that he made all of them aware all of us aware of who he was who he is and not only who he was and who he is but who sent him so I want to talk to you real briefly on this small part from this first chapter verse verse that I know who I am I know who I am it's very important for you to know who you are all right now apostle is simply meant a messenger sent by God all right and a part of a letter the the salutation and the conclusion has to tie together right so I'm going to show you in verse in chapter 6 the ending of the verse the last few verses how he ties who he is together so you have to know who you are it says that Paul I'm an apostle not of men not but neither by man but by jesus christ and god the father who raised him from the dead you see we have to understand who we are and who christ is because he went and he taught the church of corinth he formed them and he gave them some very useful information that now converted them into believers of jesus christ right but here comes some Judaizers, selling them all different sorts of things right and he has to let them know that listen here Jesus Christ was risen from the dead by God our Father. He is a risen Savior. Amen. So we have to know who we are. So he has to make it known who he is as an apostle. Right. And he says neither did I went to the um, the apostles in Jerusalem. I went straight to the Arabian desert for three years. Now how long does it take generally in college to get a college degree? three to four years you have a few spring breaks you have a few Christmas winter breaks summer breaks but Paul didn't take a break whatsoever three years he spent in the presence of God and he's letting us know that his impartation is divine imparted by the Holy Spirit this is not something that he just flew by and hands were laid upon him and he received no there's there's nothing wrong with the laying upon hands either but he's just letting us know that he paid the price to for what he has let's jump to verse uh, chapter 6 real quick let's go to verses 16. chapter 6 verse 16 because what i have i've experienced uh an impartation by god i heard the voice on my trip to damascus i saw the light and i heard the voice and not only that he heard the voice others that were there with him on his way to persecute the church also heard the voice but they did not see what he saw and for three days he was blinded he was blinded for three days and while those three days occurred and you can find this account in Acts chapter 9 we won't turn there we don't have much time to do so but in those three days he ate nothing he fasted he prayed and while he prayed God showed him Ananias and said this man is going to lay his hands upon you so you can receive your sight again right and Ananias also his Bible says that he's a disciple of God right and also God confirmed with Ananias who Paul was and Ananias was like Paul I mean Saul the same one that got letters from the governor to come and kill me that's the same one you're telling me to go find in the house and lay my hands upon him for him to see again and Ananias said Lord just like Jesus not my will but let your will be done amen yes so not only did God send Ananias but God confirmed to Ananias who Paul was he sent to the Gentiles and he's going to do a mighty work for my name and he will suffer Uh now how many of you by hands raised will hear a call from God that you are going to be a mighty man a woman of God and but you're going to suffer and you say yes Lord let me see your hands oh <laughs> I, I doubt I would have seen some hands but here comes Paul letting us know that he had paid a price for the ministry of Jesus Christ that he's now sharing with us in chapter 6 the last few verses there yeah, chapter verse 16 it says and as many as walk according to the rules peace be unto them and mercy and upon the children of God verse 17 says from henceforth let no man trouble me for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ I have marks to show I have a testimony to show you of what I've been through with God to bring you this gospel of Jesus Christ I paid a price I know who I am amen and it says in the last verse it says verse 18 it says brethren the grace and the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, amen. He still considers them his brothers and sisters, yeah. even though they have now been wishy-washy and, and been you know leaning to some other doctrine that is no other doctrine but the one that he already gave them, amen. right? But he still considers that considers them his brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, amen. amen. So God is just letting us know that we have to be affirmed in who we are yeah. as followers of Jesus Christ, yeah. and again, the experiences that we go through in life. Don't take it personally don't take it personally it's gonna be used for the glory of god amen i'm speaking to me right now glory to god hallelujah so he says not only myself but there's some other clouds of witnesses that's what he mentioned in verse two let's go back to chapter one um we all agree in the information that i'm sending to you now this second part of the salutation verses three through five is god already made provision is already provided for us he knew that we will face tribulations testing trials he know that some other persons were coming with some wishy-washy doctrine he already knew these things but he's letting us know that he's already made provision say made provision amen Amen. so he says grace be to you and peace from god the father and from the lord jesus christ there's no other way that you get peace or grace it only comes to jesus christ And God the father but look at why he gave it peace and grace to us look at why in verse Uh 4 it says to whom him for our sins that we might be delivered from the present evil according to the will of God our father Uh now can you say that there's some present evil among us today now you're looking at the, the Galatians way back when thousands of years ago but today we have some present evil among us so God has already made provision for this by giving us grace and peace Amen. now I love this 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 version of the Bible the good news translation it says might may God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you grace right and grace here is free and unmerited favor bestowal of blessings right and peace shalom now that's a very impactful word right there i can't i don't have time to deliver all of that but right now he says in order to set us free from the present evil christ gave us himself for our sins anybody glad for that he gave us himself and took away our sins in the obedience of the will of god our father and our lord this is the will of god to take away our sins to take away our infirmities to take away the iniquities to take away all those negative emotions and mindset that we have all those heavy burdens that we carry his will is to take it away by giving us his grace and his peace amen Amen? the webster dictionary i'm loving that the webster has acknowledged what the the grace of god is it says it's a divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration and sanctification hallelujah Amen. glory to god it's given a divine assistance Amen. anybody need divine assistance today yes, sir. Yes, sir. it's a divine assistance given to human beings mm-hmm. right for their regeneration and their sanctification to be purified that's what the grace of god gives and i'm telling you this is one of my favorite verses in uh, my, my favorite verse in Psalms 46, verse 1, it says that God is my present help. Yeah. He is my very present help in time of trouble. Yeah. Right? He is not only that present, he is my very present help in time of trouble. Yeah. Amen? So that let us know that God is a good, good father. Yeah. And just like a father and a husband, we make provision. Amen? 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 Amen. Amen we make provision for our families right so God doesn't know that he has already made provision he's not taken by surprise by the troubles and the trials that we go through right he's already made provision nothing takes God by surprise all we have to do is to trust the process embrace the journey because all things are working out for our what? Hallelujah. glory to God and I'm to end with this right here verse 5 says oh my God thank you God the will of God his grace and his peace it says to whom be the glory forever and ever to whom be the glory forever and ever to God be the glory and anytime the Bible mentions something repetitively in the same sentence for real for real He's going to get the glory. It doesn't matter what happens in life. God will get the glory. So all you have to do is trust the process. Embrace the journey. And let God have his way through your life. With his peace and his grace. Amen. Glory to God. Have your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Apostle.
3: Hallelujah. 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 Thank God for the word of God. Amen. Amen. Take my mask off so you can hear me. Amen. Amen. Giving honor to God. Giving honor to God who has just done so amazing and abundant and wonderful things in our lives. We just thank you, Lord God, right now. We thank you, Lord God, for this time. We thank you, Lord God, for your presence. We thank you, Lord God, that you will have your way, Lord God, that it not be me, but it just be you, Lord God, that speaks, oh God. Giving honor to my pastors, my apostles. Um, giving honor to every minister, every elder, every um, church member, every person in their respective places, every servant, because we are all. bond servants of Christ in this place amen amen giving honor to you as well thank you for the time and last but never ever ever least Lord God thank you Lord God for my husband who he is the Lord in my house and I follow him because he follows Christ amen I love you amen Um, I'm teaching from the same space continuing on for um, where minister Dean um, Broke it down for us. Amen. Um, Amen. Amen Um, Paul continues on Um, I have verses uh, that will be Galatians chapter 1 verses 6 through 12 I'm gonna try to get through it in 12 minutes. I'm gonna try but now I understand when pastor says he has 45 pages I understand exactly what he means. Amen. But Paul continues on from his greeting and salutation. He gives a charge to the churches of Galatia. He says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. He does not mince words here. The immature Christian, which we were all immature Christians at one time. Is easily swaying there were so-called preachers called Judaizers a legalistic party who tried to entangle salvation with mosaic law how many know that Jesus is not here to entangle you in Matthew 5 and 17 Jesus says think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets I am come to destroy, not to destroy, but to fulfill. Jesus Christ is salvation. He is deliverance. He is aid. He is victory. He is health. He is help. He is saving. He is welfare. Yeshua is his name. He never canceled the law. He collected and paid the bill in full. For an amount that none of us had debit, credit, cash, app, balance, Venmo, checking, savings, or money market accounts, or Bitcoin. Jeff Bezos could not pay this ransom. Only Jesus Christ. So Paul here is taken aback at how quickly, possibly 40 to 50 years after Jesus ascended into heaven, that Christians were privy to tainted, perverted gospel in verse 8 he says though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel than that which we have preached unto you let him be accursed It did and does not, does not, present tense, matter what title you have, how many attend your church, how much you have obtained in degrees or wealth or status, you could be an angel in heaven. If you corrupt the word, you will be accursed. (laughs) The word accursed means anathema, excommunicated. That's not sat down. It means put out. Have you ever noticed someone, or even been someone, put out, lost, in the streets, just slightly disheveled with all of his or her belongings? A person put out is scared, a person put out is unsure. They have no place to go, no one to call. They have no covering. They have no protection from anything that confronts them. It is the epitome of, depart from me, I never knew you. Often in our past, we all at some point live life in just that way. I look good on the outside, but on the inside, spiritually dead. On the inside, drowning in emotions. On the inside, trapped in sin. But that was because I didn't know God, not because he didn't know me. Paul is firm in his charge so much that he repeats it. He says it again. He said, "As we said before, so now I, I so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed." Uh-huh. Among the congregation were some of these so-called preachers. In the midst, he asked for he asked for Do I now persuade men, or do I seek to please men?" For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. By men, he means humans, Uh men and women. You cannot please man and serve God. You cannot please humans, even Christian humans. Mm -hmm. As a servant of Christ, my sole and complete purpose is to serve God. In truly serving God, his people are served. My job, as John says in John 1, 27, I, I'm just skipping to the most profound part, whose shoe I am not worthy to unloose. My job is to please him. Amen. My purpose is to serve him. We are all born into sin and shaped in iniquity. We live in a fallen world that is known. Imagine being in prison. The jail itself is your sin seen and unseen sin, open sin and some secret sin, but that's your jail. Everything displeasing to God is represented by another bar, another lock, another door that takes you deeper and deeper with no way out seemingly. It wraps you in such distress, dictating how you dress, when you eat, where you go, when you can interact with others. In sin, a person is mentally, spiritually, and physically bound. But we get back to the text, Paul says, for do I persuade men or God? If I'm bound in jail, who am I trying to persuade? Not my cellmate, not the other inmates. I'm not even trying to please the guard. I'm trying to please the keeper of the keys. I'm trying to please the one with the exoneration papers and the release date. I'm trying to persuade the one with the key to my freedom. I'm trying to persuade the answer, the door opener, the one who can get my original belongings back. I'm trying to please the ultimate maker, the ultimate promise keeper. I'm trying to please the one who can get me out of this sin jail and keep me out if I stay with him. My cellmate, my lawyer, the guards are not the ones to persuade because they are not the answer. Amen. Amen. In Acts 16, 25 and 26, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all of the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loose. This is why Paul in verse 11 could certify that the gospel he preached was not after man or received by man. Forgive me for paraphrasing, but it's because he knew it through the revelation of Christ. Notice three things just in that passage alone. Paul and Silas prayed and worshiped at midnight. The prisoners heard. They were persuading God to help get them out of this, not with begging and crying, but with worship and praise. Number two, the foundation of the prison was shaken by a huge earthquake. Let's replace prison with sin. God will literally break the foundations of sin, sin from birth, sin from choices, sin from choices made from you, sins of of choices that you had no control over, sins that you've committed for being hurt or severely betrayed, sins we have all committed from being loved by someone who didn't know how to love. So how do we persuade God? By teaching and learning, by maturing and accepting, the gospel, just the simple word of God, not the skewed version, not the cherry-picked version where it's right for me but wrong for you. No opinions, no logical fallacy, no asterisks, no hypocrisy. If he loved me, he love you. Amen. Oh, to be loved by someone so thoroughly so consistently, so holy, so completely incomparable is the love of Christ. Amen. It is better than the best love you have ever received. Amen. If we are to serve, we must all be apt to persuade Christ with genuine servitude and love and affection. Amen. Who are we that he will be mindful of us and our mistakes, our flaws, our circumstances, our past? Like Saul, our reputation, our words, our actions that can't be taken back. Paul's certification in the revelation of Christ came through trial, which led to patience, which led to hope, which led to, I'm sorry, which led to experience, and therefore hope from killing Christians and being forgiven for it. Mm -hmm. Repented and reconciled to God. God. To teaching Christians. To giving a charge. His name was changed. Yes. Now that is love. love. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Woo. Glory. Woo. Yes.
4: Yes. Amen. Glory. 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 Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Oh, Praise the Lord, everybody come on. Don't stop praising them. Don't stop praising them. Come on now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory. Glory be to God. Amen. It's such an honor to be before each and every one of you. I am blessed today. Amen. Um, you know, long journeys, man. Sometimes life is a long journey. Amen. And you know, you don't realize what God has done for you until you just take a moment and just like, God, you've done a lot for me, Amen. You've blessed me, Amen. You've done this for me. You've done that for me. I, I want everybody to just take a moment and just look at look what God has done for us, Amen. And just like, Oh my God, you did that thing over there for me. Oh my God, you 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 brought me out of that thing over there. Oh my God, I didn't even realize I had got over that right there. Oh my God, and and, and I'm just I'm just blessed today because I, I see our, our family moving moving forward our church family my natural family amen we're just moving forward in God and in his grace and it's just an honor to be before you amen, amen. amen. um giving honor to my pastor uh, apostle Cheryl in her absence um uh, giving honor to everybody in their perspective place amen honor to my family amen. amen bless you and honor to my fellow candidates amen um this thing ain't easy it's not easy, amen. Pastor told me every time, it's not easy, but you got to keep on pressing forward, amen. You got to keep on moving and pressing forward. And uh, it's a blessing because we are doing what thus says the Lord, amen. Uh, let's go before Thorne Grace. Father God, I just thank you once again for your many blessings. We love you right now, Father God. Father God, we ask that as we continue this study of Galatians, we, we see ourselves in the modern era right now, Father God. We see ourselves right now, Father God, making that change right now, Father God, to follow you only right now, Father God. Then we be not persuaded left or right right now, Father God, by the doctors that are, are presented to us right now, Father God, but we follow you only. We thank you right now, Father God. Use me as your vessel to teach these verses right now, Father God. And Father God, keep me in your perfect will. It's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. amen amen, glory, be to God, Woo. Um, so um, my compatriots, amen my my fellow uh, elected people have done a number, amen, amen um, <laughs> they they've done a number already, uh, Minister Dean started us off with uh, showing us the, the true heart of God, his, his, his true intentions towards the Galatian church, amen. Because uh, we have to know who we are in God, amen. We have to know, amen, that God is the one who calls us, amen, and not we oh, the other way around. We don't call God, God calls us, amen. And we have to know who we are in God, amen. We have to stand affirmed in that, and we have to believe that, amen. Let no man change your mind about that, Amen. God has got you, and he's got you on the path you need to be, amen? amen. And then, my beloved sister, amen, she, woo, have mercy, Lord. Blessed us, amen. You know, the thing about Judaizers, um, they, they, they will exist today because um, it's a type of person, amen? It's a type of person that will try to affect the way you believe God, amen? And we have to just really eliminate those those things that are coming around in us, amen. Those 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 negative talk, thoughts and those uh, those speeches, amen. And really eradicate it, you know. He he said, excuse me. Paul says that you're not only cursed once; you're cursed twice, amen. If you believe another doctrine, amen you're double cursed amen so let's believe God amen and not be in the jail of our mind amen and just believe God for what he's doing for our lives amen so you know with my journey I have verses 13 through 17 and uh paulo paul clearly says that the gospel that he has is the gospel it is revelation so that means that it was given to him by Jesus. Amen. So, you know, we must be careful when we have revelation given to us not to mismanage that revelation. Amen. So what the Galatians were doing or trying to do based off of the Judaizers was trying to mismanage the gospel that Christ had given to Paul. Amen. So let's put the scriptures in the air. Amen. 13 through 17. And it says, For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. Verse 14. And profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my father. Verse 15 please God amen who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace verse 16 to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood verse 16 he went somewhere where did he go in verse verse 17 neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me I went into Arabia And return again unto Damascus. Amen. Let the word of God be read as it read. Amen. Woo. (laughs) Paul covers much ground in a matter of five verses. Amen. Uh, This fact should be a lesson to us to be clear, concise, and careful about the testimonies we have for God. Amen. You know, because new saints and non-believers want to see the effect of Jesus in our life amen so when we're giving our testimony we're giving what we've been through we have to be clear concise and careful and really have our story together amen have our testimony together because that may be their only opportunity amen so we have going back up to verse 13 Paul laying out his testimony amen of how he received the message of the gospel of grace amen So in verse 13, Paul confirms to everyone that he is the same Paul who initially had major negative intact in the community. He's not hiding from it. He's the same Paul that when he was in the Jews religion, he says, beyond measure, I persecuted the church and I wasted it. He is the same Paul that had a Jewish fellowship and would come out and intentionally hurt the Christian new, new Christian believers. Now, there were probably some people that were confused about this, right? A lot of people that were reading the Galatian letter, they had not met Paul personally. There were a lot of individuals who had heard of Paul, but they weren't sure was it was the same individual because in, as Kenya um, mentioned that amongst his Jewish compatriots, he was known as Saul, amen But in the newness of himself He went under the nomenclature of Paul He didn't change his name But under his, under his, uh, uh, under his Jewish people He was always going by Saul And then when he uh, revived himself He became known as Paul, amen So that could be a little confusing to many people But Paul is laying it all out He is saying that I'm that guy. Paul is not a man that's on Twitter or Facebook, you know, in the comic session, leaving those little comments uh, like, oh, you know, I didn't like that video or you suck or whatever. No, but he's saying I was the guy that persecuted those people. I'm being honest with you. I'm being honest with you. I'm not lying to you, I am that guy. And I'm such that guy that I laid waste to them. You know, when I was reading this scripture, It doesn't confirm it, but in Acts 7, there's an incident with Stephen. Amen. Stephen was one of the first ministers of the church, and Stephen was stoned by a Jewish mob. And somewhere in my heart believes that Paul was a part of that congregation. Amen. Amen. (laughs) You know, it doesn't say it. Don't, you know, it's just, it's apocryphal. I mean, it doesn't say it. But I believe in my heart that Paul was so zealous that when he has people anywhere near him, he's going to be there. And he's going to be that guy that's going to get him. All right. So Paul didn't play about his passion for Christ. He didn't play, play about his passion for what he believed in. He didn't play because his passion made him the guy he was. So when we get down to verse 14, it says that Paul became Highly esteemed among his people. He was profited in the Jews religion above many is equal in his own nation. So he knew that he was that guy in his community. I imagine there were people there was talking to in a circle that wanted him to be an elected official or there was people that wanted him to be the next high priest because he had zeal for what he did so we we have to learn the lesson here all right so you know his zeal was admirable it's very admirable to have zeal and have a passion for something and go full heartedly for something amen so God wants us being excellent and wants us to be excellent no matter what and this was a principle that Paul understood you know, pastors always talk about understand the principles of God, amen. So this is a major principle throughout the Bible, understanding that if we are working in excellence, God will bless us excellently, amen? amen. So where's the problem here? When the problem comes is that his zeal was going counterwise to what Jesus' purposes was then, amen. I imagine Paul... Uh, Paul and Saul would have thrived in the king times. Amen. During the kings, you know how the kings kept being rotated out. This one did good and then this one did bad. This one did good. Paul, Saul, he would have done very good during the king times because he was a man that would have knocked down every idol. He would have knocked down every false being because that's the person that Paul was and he possessed what he was. Amen. Amen. But see, we have to move into it's encounter counter with Jesus. Let's first down. Let's jump down to verse fifteen. So, the Bible tells us that it pleased God to call Paul. Amen. That's right. You know, as I was meditating on this and meditating on this verse, it said who separated me from my mother's womb. That, that really hit me because, you know, a lot of us believe that our walk begins when we say yes to Jesus. <laughs> but we gotta know that Jesus said yes to us a long time ago. <laughs> no, Jesus says yes to us, and we respond, amen. Hallelujah. So, in the womb, God was working something in Paul. <laughs> he was doing something that made no sense to the natural but it will make every sense in the spiritual so what does he use to bring paul back into the right mindset amen and he says he called me by his grace amen so if it wasn't for god's grace he would not have changed his ways grace is a thing that works in us to make change happen amen (laughs) it's by God's grace that we live and breathe amen and it's not of ourselves but because it's a free unmerited gift that God gives unto us amen so when Paul encountered this it ignited something amen uh, we can see the account in Acts 22 and I feel like my time is running out so we ain't not gonna go there today <laughs> but in Acts 22 is when we actually get the account of Paul losing his sight amen and we see Paul have to put away those traditions that he once knew and pick on the pick on this new way that is what God has called him to be. Amen. Oh, I got to say this joke. Amen. Uh, Lord, it, it just amazes me that God knew me before I knew my ABCs. Have mercy, Lord. Oh God. Oh my God. And that that is that is what he did for Paul here, amen. Wow, that's amazing. Let's first down, let's jump down to verse 16. So, we have Paul having uh, been a man about his business, amen, in the natural, persecuting Christians. He then had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and then Jesus leaves him with a mission, amen what must you do now that you have received my word all right so paul right up says my job is to preach among the heathens amen now who are these heathens who are who are these people now these are just people in general in general terms it's the general population it's the gentiles it's the people that didn't grow up knowing god the way his people knew god You know, no longer did God have to be sequestered to a certain people. Right. That's right. That's right. That was never God's intention for him to be sequestered to a certain people. But the Jewish people wanted to tight hold and keep what they had to themselves. Amen. But Paul said this cannot be anymore because he has a fresh revelation. Revelation. A fresh revelation So when when there's something new that God gives us We we can't just sit on that uh, Our old traditions We can't sit on the way we used to think The way we used to be We have to now move to what he has us to be Amen Amen. So As we jump down We see Paul did something That I, I find very nice I find very nice he said, immediately, I, I conferred not with flesh and blood. What he's saying here, he didn't go tell his family. He didn't go tell his kinfolk, amen. He did not go tell all the people that, that you know, would have negatively impacted him, but he went and gone ahead and put that thing within his heart. And verse 17, he made, verse 17, he said, now that he went back to Jerusalem, where Paul, uh, uh, Peter, James and Paul were. But he went to Arabia and he returned again to Damascus. So he went back to where his sight was revealed. Amen. He went back to where he received that fresh revelation of Jesus Christ. And it's important that we understand that once we receive something from God that we not sit on it. We don't sit on it, but do what thus says the Lord. Amen. 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 God is good. Amen. God bless you.
5: Hallelujah. God is good, ain't he? Yeah, yeah. Amen, amen. And you know when I got the text, I said, well, why pastor put me last? <laughs> <laughs> I said, man. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah first giving honor to God, to Jesus Christ, who is my Lord and my Savior. Amen. I just want to first recognize uh, Pastor uh, Emmanuel and uh, Pastor Cheryl in their absence. In every, um, the bishop, his wife, amen, the uh, elders in the room, the ministers, and all the uh, saints that are gathered here today. And I want to give a special honor to my wife, my love. Amen. 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 That's right. That's right. If I don't, she's going to remind me. <laughs> Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Uh, let us look to the Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for all that's been said and done here today, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We see already that your Holy Spirit is working in this place, Oh Heavenly Father. I pray in the name of Jesus, O Heavenly Father, that as I speak, Lord, O Heavenly Father, that it won't be me speaking, but it will be you, O Heavenly Father, that they will hear you, they will hear your words, they will feel and hear your Holy Spirit speaking to them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Help me to take the back seat, and you take, and you do all the driving. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen, amen. and amen. I'm going to be um, speaking from to you from Galatians chapter one, verses eighteen through twenty. Um, and it says, "Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him." Fifteen days, verse nineteen, but other the apostle sorry, but other of the apostles, I saw none save James the lord's brother. now the things which I write unto you behold before God I lie not. Paul tells us that after three years. In the deserts of Arabia see when he went back three years in the deserts of Arabia he's I believe he spent three years studying the Word of God trying to unlearn what he thought he knew he went back and he began to read the Old Testament he began to read the law he began to read about his history he began to read the books of wisdom he began to read the books of prophets and he began to see how did I miss it how did I not see that this gospel which was preached unto me has the power to change a life yes. Yes. Come on, he began to just begin to see that hey all of the word all of the old testament was pointing to jesus was pointing to the gospel was pointing to his good news that god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believe of him him shall not perish but have everlasting life Then when I was reading this, it began to—it just the word began to speak to me. Romans chapter twelve, verse one and two. It says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God." See, there was some mercy. mercy. See, it was God's mercy that knocked Paul, knocked Saul from his horse. See in the Old Testament, when you messed up, when you talked against God's people, when you did something to God's people, as we learned this morning, the earth opened up and swallowed them. But God, through His mercy, His mercy knocked him off of his horse and began to speak to him. Speak to him and say, "Saul, Saul, why does thou persecute me?" Now God didn't have to do that See God didn't have to Save none of us God didn't have to speak to none of us We all could have died in our sins But somebody said To us Hey let me tell you about this man Named Jesus And see God See Paul was just He was thankful He was thankful That, that the mercies of God came to him so he said I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable for this is your reasonable service and then he went on to say be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can prove What is that? Good and perfect. He wanted to be right. He had been wrong. He had killed Christians. See, when he went back, Arabian and he was in the deserts see there was some transforming going on some renewing of the mind going on David said those that breathe out cruelty see he was breathing out cruelty he was breathing out threatenings against the Christians see his mind was bent on murdering the christians but see god had to renew all that he had to transform all that he had to change all that he had to make him a clean heart he had to renew the right spirit within him see when i was in the world i'll never forget before i even got saved there was this christian he came to my house and he was doing some work and he asked me whether i gonna pay him i said yeah i'm gonna pay you and he said listen now i'm a christian be careful don't do christians like that and i was like yeah okay one but a couple of months i found myself in jail see some people don't rem- want to remember when they went in Christ but you better remember see Paul kept that thing before him he didn't forget but let us look at verse uh 21 he says afterwards I came into the regions of Syria and Sicilia. 22. And was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea which were in Christ. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preach the faith which once he destroyed and they glorified God in me. They glorified God in me. See, Paul, he was no longer, he saw himself no longer as important. Nothing was more important than his witness. A witness of a changed life. That his life now witnessed to the power of God to change lives. Amen? That's why it says that he which persecuted us in times past now preached the faith which once he destroyed. He didn't have problems telling people that hey I was the one who was killing sinners and now here I am preaching the gospel amen amen he he was before King Agrippa and he began to tell his story and King Agrippa said well you almost had me but he said not just you but I wished it all Amen. That was his hope that people would see a changed life and glorify God. Amen. Amen. Because of his witness, people began to pay attention to how powerful God was, how powerful the gospel was, how powerful Jesus' name was that if he could change Saul into Paul, then he could change anybody. Amen. 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 So what I want us to take from this today, that regardless of where you are in Christianity in your walk with Christ- with Christianity, whether you just got saved or whether you've been a Christian for years, we need to study God's word to show ourselves a proof. Amen. A workman rightly dividing the word of truth. Yes, now there's a whole saying in, in uh, carpentry in maintenance is that you measure twice and cut once. That's what that means. Amen. That you're gonna cut this line straight. Rightly dividing the word. See, when Paul came back from Arabia and he got with uh, Peter, he needed to let him know that hey, I'm rightly dividing the word. That, no, this ain't come from no man, but I spent time in Arabia reading God's word in his Holy Spirit taught me. He didn't study to show himself approved to man, but to God. Amen? Amen. So all of us needed to study to show ourselves approved. Amen. Our second point is our lives should be a witness to the transforming power of the gospel amen Amen. that the good news of christ can change a life amen amen Amen. as we walk amongst people as we live amongst people people ought to be able to see god in us amen they ought to be able to see that we are living epistles amen be able to read us and know who god is amen? amen amen and my third point is that because the way i'm sorry because of the way we now live our lives not only should people glorify God but when we see lives transform we should glorify God also amen amen Amen. Amen. it's so many times that people come up here and get saved and then that's it we're not as excited but Jesus said that all of heaven rejoices. So guess what we ought to be doing right here? Rejoicing too. Amen? Amen. Amen and amen. 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 I'm going to step down and let pastor take over. Amen. I hope I kept my 10 minutes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Can you put hands together and thank all our Amen. Ministers in the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They did such a wonderful job. Amen. Paul said he thanked God that from his mother's womb he was separated. And it's because of God's what? Grace. Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Thank God for his grace. Amen. For a while I studied and said, Man, my sermon is preached. <laughs> oh, I felt so good. It's good to know that, amen, that you heard from the Lord. God has a way of confirming everything in the mouth of one or two witnesses. Isn't that a blessing? Hallelujah. Can you give your help? Hallelujah! <laughs> give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Well, without further ado, we have an ordination at 3 30,
0: so we better get out of here. Amen. <laughs>